Hello there, I'm Kid Champagne Matthew Haberman, and it's time for another edition of Nostalgia Time with Kid Champagne. I am Kid Champagne Matthew Haberman. We have a great show for you tonight. In the summer is usually at a time where families send their kids to summer camp. But I'm not talking about any summer camp. I am talking about sleepaway camp. We are going to open up the champagne for the sleepaway camp franchise. Sleepaway camp. A slasher film written and directed by Robert Heltzik, starring Felicia Rose, Catherine Cammy, Paul D'Angelo, and Mike Kellen. Released on a limited theatrical run on November 18, 1983. The plot deals around Angela Baker, a kid who has just been sent to Camp Arawak after dealing uh, with a tragedy eight years ago, losing her father and her brother in a tragic boating accident right near Camp Arawak. Sent there with her cousin Ricky from her aunt, Dr. Martha Thomas. She is a victim of being bullied. And during around that time, there's been murders at the camp with an ending that is so shocking that it's one of a kind in the horror film industry. Today, we celebrate, we open the champagne for Sleepaway Camp. And it has gained a cult following. It has gained four sequels, Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, Return to Sleepaway Camp, and the unaired Sleepaway Camp for the Survivor. I am here today with my guest first, a Sleepaway Camp super fan, Thomas Puglisi. How's it going? Happy to be here. I'm really excited to talk about Sleepaway Camp. I also have with me the creator of SleepawayCampMovies.com, Jeff Hayes. Jeff, welcome. Good evening, campers. (laughs) (laughs) Also, my good friend, big film buff and first-time camper, the host of Unger the Radar, my friend Randy Unger. Randy, how are you? I'm great, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. For Sleepaway Camp, it's one one of the films of its kind, and it kind of relates to me in a way. So I am going to open up. Randy, you just saw the film. What do you think of it? My first time, guys, so don't judge too harshly. Um, I watched it about maybe two weeks ago now. First time ever, and I was really blown away. It was just so much fun, you know. I thought going in... It's a Friday the 13th, but thankfully I was mistaken, and it is a movie that stands on its own. It's unique, it's funny, it's scary, it's freaky as hell. That ending is always going to haunt my dreams, and uh, I'm really glad we're going to be talking about it tonight. Very good. I'm really glad you enjoyed this movie. Thomas, uh, you are obviously a super fan of this movie. Please tell me your experience with this movie. Well, I mean, I first saw this movie when I was in my late teens. Pretty big horror fan around that time. I decided to, like, look into camp-related slasher movies because I was a really huge fan of the Friday the 13th series. And one day I just, like, stumbled on this movie called Sleepaway Camp. I was basically, like, blown away by it. Pretty much, like, fell in love with it instantly. I was thinking myself that it was going to be just another Friday the 13th movie, but it was not. It was, like, you know, a much bizarre movie. It was a lot of fun. And the thing that really blew me away was that ending. And I will never spoil that ending for anyone. It is a crime to spoil that ending. Yeah, no, we are not going to be talking about that ending on this show. 
Not at all. Jeff, now you've been working for Sleepaway Camp for many years. You created a whole entire website, sleepawaycampmovies.com, and I'm just amazed with the content that you have on that site. What made you a fan of the film? Well, I had actually seen it when I was about 11 or 12 years old, and it was on HBO late one night. And I watched it, and when it ended, I just... I could not believe what happened. I, I, I had to find out what was going to happen next. They, you know, they just ended it and left me hanging. So I'd never quite experienced a movie that just left me hanging quite like that, that I needed to know what happened next. So that's where it all started for me. Did any of you ever had a summer camp experience? Well, no, I've never been to camp before. Definitely movies like Sleepaway Camp or other, like, um... Or a movie set in camp would definitely make you not want to go, though. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) When I was a kid, my father worked for the post office. And every year they would have this thing called the post office family outing. And they would always hold it at a camp. You'd go to this camp and like all day long, it was like all you could eat hot dogs and hamburgers. And there was swimming and there was uh, races and games and prizes. And it was always just such a very fun time for me. And so whenever I think of camp, I always kind of flash back to those days and how, how exciting it was when you're a kid being there. The next big thing was obviously in 2003 when I, I lived at Sleepaway Camp for about two months while we were filming Return to Sleepaway Camp. And living on camp and making the movie there, there's just nothing like it. Which cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to be setting for my review for that one for you and... Uh, during the show a little bit. We're going to get back on that question in a moment, but I am going to give my answer. I am one have been to a sleepaway camp experience for three summers. Yes. And let me just tell you one thing uh, about that, what it relates me with sleepaway camp. It's this, it's pretty much the same thing. I can definitely relate to it because everything that was the clicks were there, the sports, how to get along with the bunkmates. But for one thing is definitely for sure. If you are not, like, if you're quiet or, you know, if you don't have that attitude to be a camper, they will bully you. Yeah, it's true. It's that that atmosphere is there. And it's it relates to every summer camp. I'm not saying, did I enjoy it? In some ways I did. I wasn't that great of a camper experience. But in the experience for what it is, is that on that camp, is the same camp that was filmed as the one that Robert Heltzik went to. And he pretty much, for what that film is, that he really wanted to get the camp experience out. Not just with the, like how with the, the serial murderer, he really wanted to feel for the kids what camp was like. That's, that's my view on it. And I just think that this film is just great. It, it really is. It does blow my mind. The ending is just so creative and... If I can say for one thing for Robert Heltzik, he is he is a genius. He pulled off something that no other horror director has. And he if there was a horror hall of fame, he would be in the first class. Do you do all of you agree? Yes, absolutely. Jeff, you actually you actually worked with him. He was the yes. executive producer for Return to Sleepaway Camp. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to put into my views for Return to Sleepaway Camp. That was also, like, just related to it, was also, like, 
a great film. My favorite in the Sleepaway Camp film series is Sleepaway Camp and Return to Sleepaway Camp. Robert is a creative genius. He uh, he always wants to make sure that whatever he's bringing you, whether it be a murder or um, kids talking, it always has to be entertaining and exciting. Something fun has to be going on. And he always wants to make sure that he pushes it creatively as far as you can take it. You know, he did that with both Sleepaway Camp and Return to Sleepaway Camp. Now, everyone, what do you think, like, with, with all the killings ha- happened? Do you think they were more creative than other horror movies out there? Yes. Kills are, like, you know, one of the highlights of Sleepaway Camp. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're generic just stabbing and whatnot. It's basically, like, you know, some of, like, you know, the most bizarre, some of, like, the most weird ways that anyone could get killed. Some of them are pretty basic, but one, like, just being stuck in the bathroom, being in just putting a beehive and being stung by bees. You never really seen that. <laughs> Randy, what do you think of like with the killings? You are a big film buff. So do you feel like this is so creative in 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 ways never before seen? Oh, yeah, especially the Halloween franchise as the Friday uh, movie. It's always stabbing. I mean, 80s, the, the sleepaway camp with them. Um, with Angela, you, you get a much more creative way to it. She basically kills people with anything that's around her. And I love that how that creativity that goes into the, each killing. And more often than not, very funny. So very creative and very funny ways of dying. Now, I'm going to be getting into this with the sequels. Um, you know, Sleepaway Camp, uh, Unhappy Campers. That was definitely a good film. I do view it as also a really good film. Killings are just very creative, and it's so funny. Yeah, I think for me, one of the things that attracted me to the series most of all was the creativeness of all the murder sequences. It's like it, it, it went a little bit further than a lot of the other ones did. The top five killings from, and it can be from any of the Sleepaway Camp films. Thomas, I'm going to start for you. What are your top five? Well, I would have to say... Um... Artie the chefs in um, the first Sleepaway Camp when he got the boiling water poured onto his body. That, in general, like, you know, freaked me out. You know, he was, like, boiling, like, oh my god, like, you just seen it was just so horrific and realistic. Another one would be in um, Return to Sleepaway Camp was um, TC's death when he got the broomstick right to the eye socket. Oh. Like, you know, basically, like, anything in my eye always made me cringe, but a broomstick like that would easily just make me squirm. And another one would have to be in um, the first Sleepaway Camp was the one you actually mentioned, the beehive, like, you know, because I've always had a bit of a fear of bees when I was a little kid, a fear of getting stung by them. That kind of, like, made my childhood um, traumas, like, just come right back to me. Probably another one would be in Sleepaway Camp 2 was the um, outhouse. I mean, like, you know, oh, that, was that the like, most... you know, <laughs> really grossed me out. <laughs> that is a really <laughs> horrible way to die. I am sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that scene, like, you know, just grossed me out when I first saw it, and it kind of even still does it to this very day. Another one would be, um, back to the first one, would be uh, Meg's death when she got stabbed right to the um, back. Because it wasn't just your, your typical just stab, it was actually like a knife and pulled right down her back. It also kind of reminded me a little bit of the shower scene from Psycho. Well, so I gotta give it some credit for that as well. Jeff, your top five deaths from the film. Okay, not in any particular order, 
The last murder in sleepaway camp when Angela stands up and Paul's head rolls off. To me, that was just totally shocking because Paul was such a likable guy and it was just like so horrifying that he had just gotten decapitated. Another one of my favorite murders was in Sleepaway Camp 2, the outhouse toilet drowning. I think that one was probably the most disgusting of all. Oh, yes. And you, you didn't even need the effects. I mean, you had the sound effects going and you just knew what was happening and that just made it all the more disgusting. So that one's definitely up there. I like in Return to Sleepaway Camp where Randy's up against the tree and ends up getting his penis pulled off. That one was pretty gross. Sleepaway <laughs> Camp 3, I like when um, the guy gets the firecracker up the nose. That wouldn't be a fun way to go. And I'd also have to uh, go back to the first movie again and... Um, I like when they found Kenny in the canoe and he had the water snake come out of his mouth. Those are, yeah, those are horrific and some horrible ways to die. Randy, your top five. I don't know if I have five, but it's definitely top of my list. Probably the girl up the flagpole who crashes down into her face. Um, I really liked the the death, even though it was an, an homage to the original film uh, in Return, where uh, the chef gets killed you know boiled to death and all you see is his you know his his molten skeleton and that that image really stuck with me so jeff thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) um you know the 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 outhouse was pretty good um you know the stuff with the the bully in the first movie how she meets her end is pretty good too very again very creative very inventive ways of death and uh I don't think I've seen, you know, death scenes like this before. So this is a very, very interesting franchise. My next part is coming from actually for you, Jeff. Now, tell me what it was like working on Return to Sleepaway Camp. Oh, it was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Going away to camp uh, and, and living at the camp for two months while making the movie was surreal to say the least because I had grown up watching these movies and loving these movies and then all of a sudden I'm a part of these movies it was fun everything about it was great you know helping with effects and I even I did an extra part a couple of times I was one of the paintballers and uh, I did a you know every time they needed somebody in a shot like hey Jeff uh, uh, all right and I suit up and go and do whatever they needed me to do if you remember the scene where um the girl's in the bunk bed and the nails come down on her I actually pumped the blood for that scene so that was fun and just being there at camp with Robert and Paul. Paul's such a great guy. Ronnie from the first one. And watching him play a more paranoid character this time around, I think that was one of the highlights of Return to Sleepaway Camp was watching his character kind of go crazy with everything else that was going on. Really, it was just, uh, it was an overall wonderful experience. I had a hand in, like, everything, like the effects, and, um, you know, I helped with various things, with some of the story points, and uh, just... It was, it was such a fun time. I'm really hoping we get the chance to do that again. That is amazing. I, I mean, to be uh, working on that film, especially for Sleepaway Camp, is amazing. Sleepaway Camp was like my favorite of all the horror movies, and I grew up loving all the horror movies. You know, to become a part of it one day, you know, through finding people and creating this website and, and then becoming a part of getting the next movie made, it was just, like I said, surreal and exciting. And I can't believe that it's already been like 16 years since we shot that movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, where does everyone see the franchise going forward? 
do we see a reboot coming in the next few years? Do we see a, a um, reinvention in the franchise? Um, I'll take it away. Uh, Randy, you go first. Well, I mean, I think a reboot is inevitable because in the past uh, decade, they've been re-injecting new life into all these 80s properties, all these franchises. So I think Sleepaway Camp is just around the corner. So I would love to see what they would do with a, with a, with a reboot, you know? I mean, like I said, very creative, very inventive death scenes. And it's a, it's a, it's a very unique sense of humor, too, that I think um, audiences today will really appreciate. So, Jeff, I hope you can uh, bring us into the new era of Sleepaway Camp. I hope so, too. Me and Robert, we've been trying. We actually we have a, a treatment. What the deal is now is Robert would like to try to get the movie made into, like, a, a limited series on, like, Netflix or one of the streaming platforms. And then instead of just a 90-minute movie, we would basically have, like, 360 minutes of Sleepaway Camp. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but see, so he's going to take this 90-minute, basically, script that we have here and turn it into 360 minutes. So he's going to, um, you know, obviously we're going to have to add a whole bunch of more characters and just a whole bunch of wacky things going on in the background that, you know, takes place between all the murders and the madness. And I have a suggestion for the title, Arawak. Well, that's simple. Well, you're right, because it is going to be a reboot. So it, it, it all goes back to Camp Arawak. So, yeah, it, that, that could be. And I really love the idea of, of bringing just a, a host of cameos i think that'd be a lot of fun yeah we, usually when when they do the reboots that happens and i'm sure a lot of these guys would definitely be down for it nice have you been in communication with um with pamela springsteen at all no unfortunately um i worked on the uh behind the scenes of the sleepaway camp two and three blu-rays and mm-hmm. at at that point in time um uh, michael felsher who he actually does he does most of the uh, horror movie behind-the-scenes segments. Um, he was one of the producers on uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. And at the time, while I was in Atlanta doing the interviews with all the Atlanta casting crew, he called Pam up on the phone, and he tried to get her to be a part of it. But um, unfortunately, I guess she just, for some reason or another, kind of wants to stay away from it don't know why i hope one day she will come out of the woodwork though because i know the fans would go nuts i mean she's probably the biggest one that the fans would would want to meet at this point that'd be great i'd love to see her again (laughs) i mean heck i've always would want to see her and felissa rose together i mean it would be the meeting of the two angelas the two angelas duke it out now which also brings me to my next question thomas you have gone and you jeff you've been to a sleepaway camp reunion how was that Oh, well, it was like, you know, um, a really fun, great experience. I do know that there was um, the first reunion back in 2001 that Jeff put together. But the one I went to was in 2009, which was at Monster Mania. Got to meet Robert Hiltzik. I also got to meet Jonathan Tiersten, Karen Fields, Paul D'Angelo, Desiree Gold, Frank Saldino. And, of course, that's how I met Jeff the first time. And me and Jeff, of course, um, hit it off. We kept in touch ever since. That is great. And you know what? I have a dream and a destination for this reunion. I mean, it could possibly be done, but you know, where they filmed Sleepaway Camp, I mean, it's not that bad of a drive up from where I am or where you are, Randy. In like, actually, right by Lake George, New York, it's a perfect destination. You know, God for, you know, unfortunately, not right now because of 
what we're all going through, but it would be a perfect thing to do like a reunion tour, get the actors up there and show the experience for where they film, where um, where it is. I mean, I know that it's now abandoned, but Camp Algonquin up in... Glens Falls. In Glens Falls, New York. Yes. Yeah. The only problem with that is that, that that's now private, uh, private-owned property. So we'd have to get the permission from whoever owns it and who knows how they feel about it, you know. Yeah, I mean every I mean for one thing I know everything is torn down from it. The only thing I think that's visible is they probably have already taken down the basketball courts cuz I don't know if you guys have um, seen the thing the Daily Woo Adam the Woo I think he went right into that where they filmed Sleepaway Camp. But I know where the lake where they had the opening scene is still visible and it still looks pretty much the same. I saw that those YouTube videos too of them going deep into the woods and finding the exact locations, the exact points. So actually, for one thing, I wanted to, from Return to Sleepaway Camp, Jeff, I think you, you told me before it was located in uh, Pennsylvania. Was it filmed on an actual camp? Yeah, it was a huge camp in Starlight, Pennsylvania. I mean, this was the biggest camp I've ever seen. It, it had rows, circles of cabins in one section, you'd walk a little ways, and then there'd be another circle row of cabins, and then the other side of the camp, there was more. It was I mean, this place was giant. The first movie, the camp, I guess, was very small. Robert said that the camp really wasn't that big, but um, wow, when we got out to that location for Return to Sleepaway Camp, we were just all like, oh my God, there's, there's so many places where you could kill people or do whatever you need to do. <laughs> so does everyone think that Sleepaway Camp is better than the the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Wow, that's actually a, a very good question, right there. <laughs> I think it's hard to really say. I mean, they're all great. It's just you know, Sleepaway Camp might have been a little bit more creative in terms of the murders and stuff. But I mean, these are all fun, fantastic movies. Now, going back to the the murders in Sleepaway Camp. Now let's put a nod in Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. It took a nod to Jason and Freddy. Does everyone remember that murder oh, yes. scene? Yes. Thomas, take it away. Well, like, you know, I just... Oh, it's really cool right there, Jeff. It was just pretty much like this <laughs> scene where these um, two campers were, like, you know, dressing up as Freddy and Jason to um, try to, like, prank Angela. So, like, you know, one's, like, you know, gets his glove on and puts a little makeup on, and the other one puts a hockey mask on and has a machete. But since she knows about it, she does a little counter um, act, so she dresses up like Leatherface from <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and kills them both. Because, <laughs> heck, when she starts a task, she always finishes. That she does. It's just interesting because Angela, she's what five foot five. She's one hundred and twenty pounds. She's not a very imposing figure, yet she manages to murder like 30, twenty, thirty people with such ease. So I always thought that was very interesting. Right, and you know, Pamela Springsteen and uh, Felissa Rose—they're both actually, I think, smaller than that. Even you know, they're both pretty petite people. So when you see them having to do some of these crazy things, it makes it hard to believe. But, hey, Angela can do it, you know? Now, Thomas, I've seen this in your profile before, that you entered a contest, an art contest. Tell me about that one. Well, I saw on um, Facebook there was, like, this announcement about... Um, it was actually it comes from um, the Cinema Art Center, which is, is this independent theater not too far from where I live. 
and like they were having this contest going on where you can basically choose any poster you want and recreate it with things you have at your house and so since me being a really huge sleepaway camp fan i chose sleepaway camp and like it was also a pretty easy one to manage as well because of the um, design on the poster so i just like tried to like you know stick to the um to the first poster as much as possible so i basically drew the um the letter that's on the background of the poster and i was doing that very slowly to try to match the font on the dear mom and dad i've been to sleepaway camp for almost three weeks and i'm getting really scared i took one of my own shoes for the um shoe on the poster and um the knife that's um on the poster is one of my um halloween costume knives so i um stuck that right to my shoe and of course took a picture of it and um sent it out for the contest and i was one of the winners of that contest i want to just add that one of the um the rewards is a um 25 dollar gift card did you win i did yes Awesome, and it came out really good. That was that was really neat. That and that was at the uh, the center, right, in Huntington. Yes. Good job, Thomas. Thank you. So, with this, I'm going to put first to you, Thomas, for sleepaway camp. What your life won't be complete until what happens for you for this move for these movies. Well, probably like till I actually see like you know another sleepaway camp made. After I saw Return back in two thousand and eight, I was like you know anticipating pretty much another one, whether it was a sequel or from what I've been hearing these days, from what Robert has told me, he's leaning a little more towards like um, a remake or slash reboot of the series. With either which way he goes, he's got my support. <laughs> you know what I would think would be perfect for you is for you to be an extra for whichever project would happen. <laughs> Or some small that. role. I would love that. Or someone would be murdering you in that movie. I would love that. Jeff, for you, for the films, your life won't be complete until when? Hmm, I don't know. I guess maybe until I see Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, 3, and Return to Sleepaway Camp all together one night on the big screen. Yes, I, marathon it. I love it. You know, at, at the perfect time, this would be the time to... to bring those movies onto the big screen because at the end of june all the kids are going to sleepaway camp so everyone should see sleepaway camp or have them in the drive-in theaters right now every year you know usually in the spring we get requests for screenings they want to do the 35 millimeter screening of sleepaway camp and usually me and robert are the ones who take care of it all and last year there were a ton of them all around uh, we even set one up in germany um, but this year with the coronavirus and everything we haven't had like one request because obviously the movie theaters just aren't open right now but i'm um, hoping next summer it gets back to uh more sleepaway camp on the big screen there is actually one opportunity i think we can definitely make that happen actually randy matt roran yeah please tell me about yeah. his program first oh what i suggested uh earlier yes basically Recording uh, special audio commentary to be played simultaneously with that movie. Um, so basically, like Mystery Science Year 3000 type of feel, um, but not just wise reviews, you know, some, some trivia and some backstory on each film. So that's something we're going to be um, coming out with in the next couple of weeks. So I'll have more details in, in the near future. That is great. I think for what I mean, I am a fan of the films. I would love to meet the director, Robert Heltzik, have him sign because I have that DVD. And it's just, I'm actually, to be honest, this is just amazing that I am talking to Jeff, 
that to a producer who has worked on the film. I'm so shocked, and I'm I'm really happy that you came on my show. Um, I was happy to. Now it comes to this is time that we all toast Sleepaway Camp, and what? Oh, wait a minute. Don't I say what I want to see out of Sleepaway Camp? Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> well, so thanks thanks to you guys, I. You know, this is my first time watching the movies, and I really wanted more and more. I especially wanted more of Angela's backstory. And, you know, you guys obviously know how complex and twisted this character is. So I just wanted to see how deep we can go her background to her history. So that would, that would be awesome. Jeff, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think there is a little bit more of that in the, in the reboot. And not just uh, her, also Aunt Martha maybe delving into the psyche a little bit more and especially if it's you know on a 360 minute series we're gonna have some time to you know to get into all that stuff and i think you're right i think uh you know getting into the psyche of of some of that would be really fun there is eight years of things that have happened right before sleepaway camp it would be interesting to see Mm -hmm. what those eight years came about For sure, and Robert's got it all up in here. You know, he's got these he's got these long scenarios, and he fills in the blanks. And uh, I know he'll be happy to bring it bring it back to everybody. We'll be waiting. <laughs> so my last um, for the last segment before we go into toasting Sleepaway Camp, I want your tributes to Sleepaway Camp, uh, Thomas, for what your tribute would be. Well, I mean, like Sleepaway Camp has been my favorite movie for a long time. I mean, I love watching it. I, I still watch it, like, a lot. And, like, you know, basically, I never get tired of watching it at all, unlike um, other movies that have happened. But, like, Sleepaway Camp, for me, it's it's forever. It's um, always just going to be a part of my life. I love it. And I um, hope um, more fans get to um, see it. I hope um, the fan, fan base gets bigger and bigger as the years go on. Jeff, I'll leave this to you. Okay, so it started when I was about 11 or 12 years old, and I saw it one night on HBO, and the ending of the movie just left me hanging like no other movie ever had before, and I had to know what was going to happen next. I actually started tracking down people from the movie to find out what happens next. Um, Myself and a friend of mine from Australia, we started a website, and um, it became the official Sleepaway Camp Movies website. After I met Robert Hiltzik, and, uh, you know, it's just, Sleepaway Camp has just been a big part of my life in terms of I love movies, and especially horror movies and creative horror movies. Sleepaway Camp will always be important to me in that way. And then to be a part of finding everybody and making the movies and making the website and making all the fans happy, it's just great all around, and I have very fond feelings for Sleepaway Camp. Randy, for you. Your life won't be com- express your love. So it's a new love, but I, I, it's, it's really dear to my heart in terms of horror films, and it's a lot funnier than the Friday the um, series. I really look forward to seeing this on the big screen in the future. I mean, the 40th anniversary, it's not that far away. That would be something to tell them. The 45th anniversary would be something to talk about for the 40th. I would love yeah. to see something like that happen, especially even toys of something let's put it this way would anyone want that action figure from the well you know what would you own something like that jeff yeah oh yeah it's any sort of sleepaway camp action figure or whatever that, that would be something 
Now with this, I'll express my love for Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp holds something dear to my heart because not only that I went to a Sleepaway Camp, it's um, it relates to me because it's just such a great film. It's and it just brings out so much creativity. I would say if there was any horror film, I would say it's for anyone to watch first. It's Sleepaway Camp, not Freddy, not even Jason. I wouldn't even put, there's not even compared because of any of the Sleepaway Camp films, it falls off of Angela first and she is the character. Jason was not even the character in the first Friday the 13th, it was the mother. Sleepaway Camp is definitely the best horror film of any of the slasher movies. So is everybody ready to sing Angela's favorite song, the Happy Camper song? In a tribute to Sleepaway Camp, we will all now sing the Happy Camper song. Everyone ready? One, two, three. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the summer sun. I love the trees and forests. I'm always having fun. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the clear blue sky. And then, with the grace of God, I will camp until I die. And just like that, in Sleepaway Camp 2, they literally all camped until they died. I want to thank all my guests with me, uh, Jeff Hayes, Thomas Puglisi, and Unger the Radar. I want to thank you for a great edition of Nostalgia Time with Kid Champagne. I thank you all. Check out my next episode next time. This time I promise to do Ghostbusters. Randy, I hope you will join me on that one. Definitely. Kid <laughs> Champagne, signing off.